thing is, I think it's a, um, a strip show, dance show. We're there, dude. Welcome back, guys, on today's show. Are you a cat pervert? Also, what is the new UPS scam? And did the color of the dress cause a man to kill? And what famous country star doesn't want you taking selfies at her concert? All this and much, much more to discuss here on Deacon Live. How are you? How are things? How are things going? How are things doing? How are you doing? Are you getting along with everyone? I hope everyone's getting along with you as well. Now, as you guys know... I have the never-ending saga of uh, trying to hunt down a fox. Now, we uh, broadcast just outside of Charlotte, North Carolina, a beautiful little town we like to call Marshall. We have 22-some-odd acres, and on our acres, we have horses, we have dogs, we have chickens, we have cats, we have all this stuff. And one of the things that we did not want on our property is a fox. We have a family of foxes foxes uh, living on the property here. And what's happened is on the back side, let me turn this up a little bit. There we go. There, that sounds a little bit better. Um, what's happened is we've got some uh, undeveloped land behind our property, and they're starting to clear houses or clear them for houses. So what's happening is you're stirring up the, the mice and the rodents and stuff, and one of the things that they've stirred up over there is a family of foxes. They weren't bothering us at all, and now they're starting to build houses on the back side, you know, about, uh, you know, quarter mile or whatever. I don't know how to do measurements out and around, but on the backside of our property that butts up against us, they're starting to build houses back there, uh, which is good and bad. Good because it increases the property value. Bad because now we got people that we can look through the backside of the property and not see lovely trees. We got to see, you know, Teresa and Michael out there (laughs) barbecuing on the back porch. Hey, come on over. (laughs) But in the process of them clearing that all out, like I said, they're they're disturbing the animal population. Where's PETA when you need them? Uh, because the foxes are coming over here and they're attacking our chickens. And I tell you that, it's a never-ending battle. We, we lose about one chicken a week. Uh, if not a week, maybe every other four days and stuff. And it's, it's sad because, you know, you spend a lot of time and effort and you learn their characteristics and their bodies. And so I know, again, it's agricultural talk, but believe me, we'll get into the news feed here in just one sec. I just want to tell you what's going on with me and my state of mind. Am I getting along with everyone? So my wife and I, we have, we have these two big chicken houses that she built. Uh, and when I say she built, I mean, she, they're huge chicken houses you know they're they're 10 by 10 uh you know big eight foot ceilings inside and and she built them all herself so she takes pride in taking care of these chickens and we let the chickens run around on the property and they give us eggs and we sell the eggs as some kind of a llc agricultural income that we have here now when you lose chickens you lose egg producers so we have uh taken upon ourselves to get one of those live traps you know the little square rectangle box cage looking thing where he steps on the platform closes the back and you can tote him off and drop him off somewhere else so we caught one fox unfortunately there's another fox on the property now my dad has gone out and bought another trap so his statement of mine is the more traps you have out there the more foxes you can catch it's kind of like when you go fishing throwing all the poles in the water hopefully you'll catch the big one so my dad went to the store and bought us another live trap so we've got two of them out there uh, but what we've ended up having to do is we're having to fence in the chicken area. And when I say fence in, it's probably a 2,000 square foot area that we're now having to fence in, which I don't mind. Um, it looks okay from the property. You know, you try to, it is an agricultural property, but you sit there and you look at it and you go, um, you know, I want, I want nothing but trees and grass and, and, and softscapes and stuff. But when you start putting like wire fencing and stuff, it just kind of looks militant and you gotta, uh, all right, well, it's for the, the greater good, right? So that's what we're doing. I'm putting up a new fence, uh, putting T-posts in the ground so it's not as pungent of a, a look as a, you know, a concentration camp or a prison camp or anything like that. But that's what we're doing uh, here on the property. So I, I am I'm getting upset that we're losing the chickens, but for the, for the most part, uh, we're trying to save what we got. And then once we get that all wrapped up and put a nice little bow on that, my wife wants to take the chickens that we have because we do have a rooster. And we want them to have, uh, we want them to brood the chickens themselves. So I asked the neighbor kid, neighbor kid, how do you brood your chickens and, and get them to hatch the eggs and stuff? And she's part of the, what is a future farmers of America, the FFA or something like that. 
She couldn't tell me one thing. She's like, oh, I pull the chicken or pull the eggs out, put them in an incubator, and then 28 days later I have chickens. I'm like, okay, so how do you naturally do it? Well, well, the, ch- the hens lay on the chick in the eggs, and then they, the, they'll sit on them at sometimes for a day. And then I'm like, okay, well, what about the next day? Because the chickens are going to keep laying eggs. Yeah, but we take those out. And, and the girl's 15 years old, I think barely 16 years old, and she's telling me all this stuff. And I'm like, going, look, my wife is going to come to you and ask you these same questions. I know I just sprung it up on you, you know, because we're talking like over the fence, actually through the tree lines that we have there uh, that separate our two properties. And I said, you know, my wife is going to come to you and ask you these same questions. I would I would be, get prepared, all right? So <laughs> do some studying, do some so, some research, because she's going to ask you. And then when it comes right down to it, she's probably going to ask you for to borrow the incubators. I know. <laughs> Riveting stuff here. But so we're going to do that. We're going to see if we can create our own chickens. Because you're like, oh, why don't you just buy them from a hatchery or something? The small ones that you get, they're $10 a piece, $10. And we've lost over 20 of them. That's 200 and something dollars that we've lost just in our livestock. And it's, like I said, it's sad because they get, you learn their characters and they have all these little personalities and, and they know your voice and they come walking to, they're pets, they're pets. And then, you know, a fox comes by and thinks he can take, you know, pick of the litter or whatever. But I know, I know, circle of life, yada, 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 let animals be animals, let, let predators prey and let prey be eaten or something like that. There's a, there's a, one of those eat, love, prey slogans in there somewhere. All right, guys. We got a big show to get into, and you can be part of the show and jump on board right now. Go over to Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. At the bottom of the page, there's a blue bar that says, Be Heard. Click Record. Speak right into whatever device you're listening to us on or at, and it'll come right to our inbox, and we'll play it on this podcast. You can be along in the studio right alongside of us, and you can be podcast famous. And if you can't do that, that's fine. We we won't hold that against you. But we, what we do, what we do is uh, we also have a video as well, and there's a lot of visual elements here in the uh, Deacon Live podcast. Uh, we have videos that we play, and we play them in real time, and you guys can see them alongside of us. Uh, just go over to YouTube, search Deacon Live Podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe over there. I'm not in it for the money. I'm just in it for to give you another media or another source to enjoy the show. All right, speaking of enjoying the show, sit back. we got a lot to talk about, and we're going to talk about a new podcast that's coming out uh, from Paul McCartney. I, you know... People say, oh, anyone can just do a podcast. It's, it's easy to do. You just open up a microphone and you sit there and talk into it and then boom, you, you release it to the public and it gets millions and millions of views and millions and millions of listeners. And then when you actually sit down and do it, it's hard. It really is hard. Believe me, I've got four podcasts right now running on four different topics, and this is one of them. And it's a, it's an all-day affair when I do a podcast to edit and do post-production post stuff. And uh, never mind all the other people that are involved with the other podcasts, but, I mean, it's, it's difficult work. I say difficult work. I'm not out in the hot sun. On my days off, I'm out there you know, digging holes and putting fences up, but for the most part, it's tedious work. It's uh, editing and all that. And we'll dive into this new podcast that Paul McCartney's got coming up. And I got a short little snippet for you. I'm going to let you listen to it. And you tell me, I'm going to weigh the difference between my podcast and what you listen to and then this podcast that Paul McCartney's coming up with. All right, guys, so stick around. Lots to get into. You're listening to Deacon Live. I'll be right back. Got a question for you. Yeah. Have you or this is the time when you can respond. anyone you know I think we all have. ever had questions about God's will? God's will. We've all at one time or another had questions we, uh, centers around the, God's will and the attempt to find out what God's will is. God's will. And yet there does seem to be some questions. Why are you torturing me like this? Why? Oftentimes surrounding God's will. God's will. Prophet Radio. Prophet Radio. I do not like internet radio. Profit radio. Profit radio. How's your day going? It's going good. I didn't didn't watch football for the first time in like five years. That's awesome. It's not awesome. It sucks. You should give me a raise. I did. 407. 407. 407. 407. 407. 407. 407. 407. 407. 407. 407. 407. 407. 407. 407. 407. 407. 407. 407. 407. 407. 407. 407.
I just realized I had three hamburgers. It's insane. That's a lot at 10 o'clock at night. You're listening to Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Deacon Live. I know they say you can't go home again. I just had to come back one last time. Ma'am, I know you don't know me from Adam. These handprints on the front steps are mine Up those stairs In that little back bedroom Is where I did my homework And I learned to play guitar And I bet you didn't know Under that live oak My favorite dog is buried in the yard Welcome back to Deacon Live. You want something for free? Well, we will give you something for free, but you got to do something for me. And that's go over to ProfitRadio.com, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. At the bottom of the page, they're a proud, proud sponsor of Deacon Live. Hell yeah, they are. They're a proud sponsor of Deacon Live and show them some love and support. And they'll give you something for free over there. Just fill out that little form over at ProfitRadio.com and they'll send you out some magnets, some stickers, pick out whatever prize pack you want. Still have a couple headphones left here in the studio. Uh, We'll mail those out to you as well if you'd like to get a pair of those and don't forget uh follow us on your social networks as well while you're over there and you can find all the links that links us to you and you to us as well now i don't know if you guys know this or not um there is a country recording artist out there uh by the name of miranda lambert miranda Lam- lambert and uh she is god i don't know how old she is she's pretty old and um she was performing out at let's see i'm gonna Switch cameras here so you can see us. Uh, and this is a great time. If you are watching us on YouTube, you can see this video in real time as we're talking about it here on the air. So here is uh, Miranda Lambert. <clears throat> Miranda Lambert. My wife makes fun of me because of what I say. She's performing a song, and she stops in the middle of the song because there's a group of girls taking a selfie. And so here's the video, and let's see if we can play it right here. So here we go. I'm going to stop right here for a sec, Danny. I'm sorry. She said, look, I'm going to stop. These girls are taking a selfie right here and not listening to my song. It's really pissing me off. Can't hear what she's saying there. I don't know what she's saying. She's pissed off. Yeah, she's like, sit down. Thank you. Thank you. Now, we caught up with the girls. Now, if you want to see the actual picture that was being taken, you can see that there's six women here, and they're in like this VIP. It looks like they got a bottle of champagne. It's like a like a VIP bench seat booth area, like you would have a skybox, but these are down low in, front of, in the front row of a concert. And they're well lit, so they must have had a flash or something on the camera, and there's Miranda Lambert right in the middle. So there's these six girls. I say girls, they're women, and they're... I wouldn't call them the what is what's the show that my wife watches the uh, housewives or whatever they're the housewives of something I don't know <laughs> one of them looks like housewives of uh, Jesus Christ all right anyways I'm not gonna make fun of her I don't know she could be a CEO or something else but anyway so she's sitting there and she told these six girls to sit down and don't take a selfie so we caught up with her and her name is Adela Cullen. C-A-L-I-N, was one of the women taking a picture of uh, this past weekend at Miranda Lambert's concert in Las Vegas. There you go. She has the she has the wrong idea about what she says her friends were doing. So on Tuesday, she uh, reported about what this uh, rude and disruption that she was accused of. So here we go. 
How did you guys react when Miranda Lambert called you out in front of the crowd? The first couple of moments, it felt embarrassing. Uh, it felt like I was being back at school and the teacher said, sit down, sit down. And like me and my other girlfriends did something that annoyed her. We were in the process of sitting back down. We just finished taking our group picture. And then suddenly we realized that as really as I was turning and sitting down on the bench, or the concert is stopping, something is happening. <laughs> and we were like, oh, this is about us. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, she's not even paying attention. What's going on? She's like, oh, I, I interrupted the show? I, me? I, little old me? There are people who are looking now at the pictures you posted, and they're saying, well, wait a minute. They are blocking people behind them and also they're turning the their backs also the flash clearly there's a, a flash yeah used, right? and they're, they're turning their backs on the person they came to see so i'm wondering how re you react to both of those things we weren't blocking the people behind us because we were in the first vip bench of course you were and at that <laughs> theater the vip benches are down below the audience and even the second row vrp benches so when we stand, you can just see the top of our heads. How, how long would you say the whole process was that you were, of, you're standing up and taking photos? It was so fast, uh, 20 seconds, no more than 30. I don't think he could see the flash because we are standing and the lady taking the picture, she was like squatting down on the bench. She saw it. Up at us. Uh, and uh, the flash could, it was just a flash on the phone. Um, I think uh, I learned afterwards that Miranda Lambert sometimes does get bothered when someone in the audience takes pictures. I think it just plays more into that. Are you still a Miranda Lambert fan? I won't buy another ticket to go to her concert. <laughs> so there you go. Now, do you think she's wrong? I mean, when you're in the middle of a concert, let me switch back to camera hey, Camera one. It's all about me. Uh, when you're at a concert and you're taking a, a picture, like, hey, look at me. I'm, uh, you know, here's my famous, the my favorite rock star, country star, whatever you got going on. You take a picture and you're turning around. I'm doing this on the camera here so you can see me as well. And you go, you take the camera and you take a picture. Yay, I'm here. And did she... Did she overstep her boundaries? Now, granted, these six girls were in the VIP up front, and there are, like I said, there's these big, huge, like, press boxes that the girls are sitting in, so they've got a nice, you know, cushy, soft bench. They've got a, a bucket of champagne, and the girls are dressed, like, in these nice evening gowns, and Miranda Lambert's out there sweating her ass off in this blue duffel bag of a dress, and she sees these girls taking a picture, and she was probably a good 50 feet, to, if not 50 feet, 75 feet away from them. She could probably hear them if the girls would have said, you know, Miranda, fuck you. She could have probably heard them. So I guess, was she wrong in saying, hey, look, I'm going to stop. These girls are taking a picture selfie. It's messing up my whole entire thing. It, would it been as bad if they were in the back of the, the concert hall taking the selfie? No, because she wouldn't have seen her. They were up front, and she saw them, so she called them out. It's no different than a rock star pointing out some uh, when, he, when they're looking at the audience or even rap stars. It doesn't matter if you're an artist up on stage. If you see something going on in the audience, you're part of the audience. You're sitting there looking at it. And I've seen many times where an artist has stopped and said, hey, look. Look, that girl right there needs help. Get her up. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't throw something at her like the, <laughs> like everyone else is doing to everyone. Would Adele get something thrown at her? Or I think one of the uh, Coldplay people got something thrown at them. Uh, everyone's getting stuff thrown on stage. So shut your mouth. Sing your song. <laughs> Here's my money. Shut your mouth. Let's go. Now, someone who's been singing songs for many times, I don't know if he had any selfies or if he minds selfies at all. Let's see. Here we go. While he's up on stage, Sir Paul McCartney, what is he, uh, 89 or something right now? He's starting to do a podcast. Well, welcome to 2016, Paul. You know, we've been doing this for I don't know how long now, and now you're just getting on board. So someone has come up to him and says, uh, Sir Paul, let's, let's do a podcast. And he's like, all right, then uh, what, what, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> I don't know. These are bad accents. Well, people want to hear your songs. Now, he's done specials upon specials on TVs, and, and I think VH1 did a couple things, and um, I think uh, Disney Plus had something, Paramount had something, but I guess someone came to him and said, hey, look, you're missing another type of audience, which is podcasting. 
So the, let's see, season one of the series, which is co-produced by Pushkin, who is actually the, uh, wrote the memoirs, uh, Paul McCartney's latest book. This podcast is going to be called McCartney, A Life in the Lyrics. This debuts on September 20th, and the first series is going to have uh, several classics like Eleanor Rigby, Back in the USSR, Let It Be, Penny Lane, and so on and so forth. So here is the... Now keep in mind what I said earlier about doing podcasts. So this is Pushkin, who co-wrote or co-authored Paul McCartney's book, latest book. He's going to be the host of Paul McCartney's new podcast. So here is the trailer for McCartney, A Life in Lyrics. I'm Paul Muldoon, a poet, a lover of the lyric poem and the song lyric. And over the past several years, I've been fortunate to spend time with one of the greatest songwriters of our era, Sir Paul McCartney. Together we worked on the lyrics. And why is he talking like William Shatner? Me and Paul McCartney wrote lyrics together and had wine. In 56 to the present, which looked at more than 150 tracks from McCartney's songbook. When we listened back to the tips, we realized there was something very special happening in these conversations. Yes, they were special in these conversations. And that is Life in the Lyrics with Paul McCartney and Paul Moudon. So there you go. Paul McCartney's got a new podcast out there. If you're a big Beatles fan like myself, um, I've always been a big fan of the Beatles and, and the early days and stuff, and I've heard it a million times over and over and over again, but there, I know there's a new generation out there that uh, wants to hear it and wants to see it and make himself a little bit more rel- relative and uh, squeezing every last ounce of money that he can <laughs> Before he passes away and uh, goes on to do better and greater things, I guess. I don't know. All right, guys, stick around. When we come back, there's a new scam out there. And watch out for Rock Karens. And I'll get it out here in just one sec. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Profit Radio. I'll be right back. You're listening to Profit Radio, 24-7, worldwide. Hello? Hello? Yeah, uh, Mr. Holmes? Oh, yeah, hey. Uh, very good morning, sir. Oh, very good morning This is Peter Wilson, and we are calling you from United States Grants Department. As because you, this member has been selected to receive our free government grants, so that is why you, you are just, getting... You guys just called me yesterday and sent me uh, $9,000. Already? Yeah. You pompous, stuck-up, snot-nosed, giant, twerp, scumbag, fuck-face, dickhead, asshole. Profit Radio. Profit Radio. Do you know what sucks about internet radio? Absolutely fucking nothing, nothing. Profit Radio. You're listening to Deacon Mark. Deacon Mark. to Deacon Live. You want to be famous? Well, we'd love to hear from you, and that's the way you can be famous. Uh, the way you do that is go to ProfitRadio.com, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. At the bottom of the page, it says uh, Be Heard. Hit record. You can be anonymous if you want. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, speak right into whatever device you got. If you want to ask us something, you want to tell us something, or you just would like to announce something, uh, you can do that, and we'll play it on this podcast or the very next podcast as well. Now we have an archive of over eight years of shows, so you can pick out some of them at random, <clears throat> go back through them, 
Listen to the different people that we've had here on the show and all the different things that we discussed here. And you can hear the history of the Deacon Live progression and just ask us any question. Or if you just like make a comment or, hey, you were wrong about this or you were right about this or I appreciate you, love you or hate you. It doesn't matter. Just go over to ProfitRadio.com. And while you're over there, get yourself something for free. Hit free swag. Pick out something. We'll send it to you. Only those are here in the United States, unfortunately, uh, overseas people. Uh, I can't send you anything. It's going to cost way too much, and I'm not that type of philanthropist. Is that the right word? I'll go with it for now. You guys can insert your own definition. Now, there is something that's happening over in Yellowstone that they're asking people not to do or to do as well. Now, you just heard the story a couple of uh, weeks ago, uh, I'm sure, in your news feed, where people are being attacked by bisons. Oh, look how cl- cute and fluffy they are. <laughs> and then they get mauled or gored and trampled on and sometimes even killed there's also something else out there that they want you to do or not to do and if you see it they want you to do this got it write all this down do you know what a rock karen is when i say karen it's c-a-i-r-n photographers spend time in the state in the national park and probably familiar with rock karens They're a man-made pile of rocks that stand up on top of each other. They can ruin the landscape scenes, but luckily, everyone is encouraged to knock them over. Landscape photographers and visitors to the National Park might feel bad about knocking these rock cairns over since it took a bit of time and effort to place them. But Yosemite National Park officials encourage visitors to knock over these rock cairns as part of a leave-no-trace ethics in visiting the national parks. Why? What they're saying is they want you to go there and leave no trace of human activity. Unfortunately, this dramatic overseas cairn is a mark of human impact and a distraction in the wilderness setting. Building rock cairns also disturb, disturb small insects, reptiles, microorganisms that can call that call the underside home when used appropriately rock cairns is also a is great for navigation safely and marking out a hard to follow trail in general rock cairns should only be constructed by rangers or trail workers please dismantle and refrain from building rock cairns as you visit yosemite park now there are some guys out there am i still on me my camera yep there are still some people out there that do those crazy where they balance all the rocks together. Now, that's cool as shit, and they leave them there, but that's art. I guess building these cairns, these, like, big box, big rock on the bottom, medium rock, then smaller as you get to the top, these, like, almost like dribble castle-looking things, they don't want you to do that. Well, I mean, technically, aren't we part of nature, too? If it's not us stacking the rocks, it's the rain, the earthquakes, the... Weather patterns is moving rocks themselves. I mean, technically, aren't we all part of nature? Now, granted, you know, don't (laughs) build a stack of rocks and then put your Twinkie wrapper in the middle of it. No, don't do that. But, I mean, if you build a stack of rocks and then what's next? I guess are you you building a house out there? (laughs) Let's be reasonable, people. But that's the problem is none of us have any kind of common sense as as far as that. But I would think that, you know, building rock cairns, that's that's fine because – Life will go on. Life will adapt. <laughs> hey, the little bugs say the other. Ma, what happened to our house? Oh, it's on top of that over there. God damn it. I got to walk all the way up there now to get all my baby eggs that I laid up there. Now, this gentleman right here is the cyber guy. And, and if you watched any kind of news, uh, 24-hour news feed and stuff, you might come across this guy. He's got a new scam that's happening out there that you might be involved with. Now, the other day, I got a check in the mail, looked like a legit check, looked at it. It said bank of whatever, and it was a settlement from Yahoo. It was a data breach, and I filled out you know, one of those. If you've been part of a class action lawsuit and you fill the form out and then you forget about it, and like two, three years later, you get a check in the mail. Well, we searched it. It was like a 100 and something dollars. Yes. <laughs> but uh, I've gotten a check in the mail, but we knew that it was legit. Now, there's checks that are coming in the mail in an envelope package uh, sent by UPS. And here is the cyber guy talking about this new UPS scam. Like so many Americans out there today, I, too, have been targeted by some online crooks who hacked into my UPS account and sent fake checks to a whole bunch of people. I mean, hundreds of people. 
My account was charged a whopping $45,000, and thankfully, I received a notification from UPS about the activity in my account, and a few of the envelopes were returned to my house, and that's how I figured it out. That's when I found the checks inside the UPS envelopes and realized you or I could easily have been a victim of a fake check scam. Here is how the scam works. An official-looking envelope, oftentimes sent through UPS Next Day Air, will arrive addressed to you. Inside is a check made out to your name. Unless you are expecting this check, this is likely a scam tactic to get you to cash a fraudulent check. Scammers typically use stolen bank account information to send these fake checks, and their hope is that you deposit it before learning that the money doesn't exist. You'll either be asked to return it, or that money will be automatically removed from the account you deposited the check into. Here's some red flags to watch out for. First, if you receive a check from anyone you weren't expecting one from, you should automatically be very hesitant about it. Next, if you're expecting a check from an employer or company, if the amount written on the check is for a higher number than promised, bonus major red flag. <laughs> Don't assume you're in a game of Monopoly and there is a bank error in your favor. All right, Typically, Kurt. Typically, overpayment means the extra money is fraudulent. Next, look carefully at who sent you the check and what bank it was sent through. This may seem obvious, yet you'd be surprised how many people skim over this information. Oh, the bank of Abba Dabba Dabba? Yeah, that's a good bank. So the big question for you probably is, how did they get your name and address? Well, scammers will collect your information in one of these common ways. First, a job posting. Be sure you've confirmed you're applying to a legitimate company before handing over any personal information like an address. Or if you're selling anything online, don't hand out your address to just anyone and only accept purchases through PayPal for goods and services, not a personal check. If you do receive a check in the mail that you weren't... So Venmo, I guess, is not a good one. Give me your cash app. Give me your Venmo. F you, PayPal. You could also report it to the Federal Trade Commission. Finally, if you ever receive anything from me that seems fishy, let me know about it immediately over at cyberguy.com. Yeah, got to get your plug in. Well, so there you go. So if you see these new uh, these new scams out there, if you get a UPS envelope and you're like going, holy shit, look at this. Uh, I got some free mail money, you know, <laughs> stick it in your bank account. Be careful because it might be a fraudulent check. And then I, I don't understand how they, they get the money away from you. I mean, because you would be in trouble for depositing a bad check right or they would just refuse the check i don't know i don't know how that works someone out there does if you do i'd like to hear from you go to profitradio.com click be heard and you let me know if you've ever had one of these fraudulent checks all right guys when we come back you know the writer strike uh well now that we got the actor strike and universal studios in california has done something really shady with the people on strike and i'll dive into that here when we come back stick around you listen to deacon live right here on profit radio i'll be right back i'm slim shady yes i'm the real shady all you other slim shadies are just demonstrating so won't the real slim shady please stand up please stand up please stand up because i'm slim shady yes i'm Listen up all you companies out there that are worried about scam and fraud. I'm talking about the small companies as well as you big large corporations out there. Are you prepared for the unexpected? Introducing Ron Klink's Disaster Recovery Solutions, your expert in Azure site recovery. Why choose Ron Klink? Well, listen up. With over years of experience, Ron Klink is a trusted name in disaster relief recovery in the United States as well as overseas. Working closely with you to analyze your infrastructure identify potential vulnerabilities and create a custom plan that effectively safeguards your data your system and all your protective wares well what does that mean to me at ron clink they understand every business operates within a budget he is dedicated to delivering a cost-effective solution that never compromises on excellence by harnessing the power of the cloud technology he optimizes your disaster recovery infrastructure eliminating the need for physical hardware and reducing operation expenses whether you're a new business getting off the ground or a well-established company take just a minute of your time and schedule to talk to ron about the next step in protecting your most valuable information your business visit his website at ronklink.co that's r-o-n-k-l-i-n-k.co ron clink keeping your company on track you're listening to... Hey, I'm not the problem. You're the problem. Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Deacon 
Welcome back to Deacon Live. You want something for free? Well, we'll give you something for free. Go over to Profit Radio, proud sponsor of Deacon Live. That's Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio.com. Uh, hit free swag and pick out your little prize pack. We still have a couple headphones that we can give away there. Uh, little earbuds that go in your uh, wired earbuds. Go, go, bugs. <laughs> Buds goes into your phone. You can listen to them. They're really good. They're really nice. I got a couple of those left. Only valid here in the United States. Now, in 2015... There was uh, like the dawn of what does this picture look like and, and the controversy and the whole thing that, you know, what is the everyone sees two different sides of, of whatever this picture is. One of the pictures are or was the dress. Remember, what color is the dress? People go, oh, it's white and blue. The other people go, no, it's cream and, and yellow. No, it's it's black and this. And, and people just couldn't do it because you're looking at a picture on a monitor and depending on the the you know, pixels and, and the saturation of your monitor makes this dress, what color is the dress, look different colors. Now, if you forgot what happened, here's a little recap. Here is the, uh, the couple on Ellen in 2015. Your mother sends you a dress and for, to wear at your wedding, right? Yes, yeah, so she sent me three photos of three different dresses. And um, I said, so which one is it? Which one do you like the best? And she said, the third one. I said, oh, the white and gold one. And that's where it all started. Now... Unfortunately, Keir Johnson, a Scottish man, 38, uh, from the Isle of Cullensay, appeared Monday for a preliminary hearing in charges in the Scottish High Court in Glasgow. According to The Guardian, he has been charged with attempted murder of his wife that we just saw there in the video. Prosecutors <laughs> allege that nearly 11 years, he repeatedly assaulted his wife, Grace, at their home in the inner, wherever they are, uh, in March 2022. Uh, attempted to strangle her, brandishing a knife, and threatened to kill her. Charges against Johnson also included a- attempting to enter a vehicle his wife was in and striking her through the vehicle's uh, open windows several times. So this guy right here, the guy who posted the picture of the dress, you know, is it blue, is it white, is it whatever, has been reportedly trying to kill his wife for the last 11 years. And that was when they were ch- trying to get married there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So he's ended up in court. Now this... Lady right here unfortunately passed away, but unexpectedly, a woman was lying in a grass in the park in California died after a worker allegedly ran over her with the lawnmower. (laughs) I know. Hold on. (laughs) You're like going, well, didn't she hear it coming? The police in Modesto said an employee cutting the grass Saturday for the county called 911 after spotting a, a body of Christine Chavez laying in an area near where he just mowed. A spokesperson for the company that owns the park, Chavez's depth up to an accident, saying that the worker... Let me... What screen am I on here? There we are. Um, said the worker could not see her because she was laying in tall grass. Chavez was reportedly unhoused, or that's what they call him out in California. She was homeless. And local activists are now calling for authorities to do, mo- do more to help the homeless population. Oh, now. Now California wants to help. Now you don't. You want everyone to, to step up and, and solve the homeless problem. You just don't want them uh, tenting out in the streets anymore? No. <laughs> Chavez's father, Christian Chavez, said that the family will try everything to get justice. Heartbreaking and horrific ordeal that the family is going through. Modesto police here say that they believe this is a tragic accident. We do want to that the details of this case you are about to hear you may find disturbing. Because he doesn't even get to see his daughter. You guys get to kiss your kids good night. If you bury them, you get to see them. He doesn't. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I'm uh, truly sorry about what happened. Modesto Mayor Suze Wallen reacts after hearing about one family's heartbreak during public comment at Tuesday's council meeting. On Saturday, a landscaping contractor at Beardbrook Park driving a John Deere tractor with a pull-behind mower allegedly drove over 27-year-old Christine Chavez, who was unhoused, killing her. I feel terrible, terrible, because my, they killed my daughter. Christopher Chavez, Christine's father, learned of his daughter's death the next day and immediately went out to the spot where she died. There were many pieces of meat uh, around there, and I called the police. Today, I went there, and I I still have uh, pieces pieces of of bones, like uh, pieces of of her uh, crane, and um, some tooth. 
Terrible. Modesto Police spokeswoman Sharon Baer tells Fox 40 they believe the incident was a terrible accident, but a detective went back to the scene today to make sure they didn't miss any details. At the family home, Christine's mother and siblings shared their heartbreak and frustration. So hold on. So here she is. You know, she's homeless and stuff. And then they have this whole party. And at this party, let me switch right to camera one. This whole party had close to 30 some odd people of family members and stuff. And this girl's homeless? No, 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 no. Something doesn't add up there. She was homeless because she probably had some kind of drug addiction. She probably had some kind of thing going on, whether it be mental ill, ill mentally illness or drug addiction or something like that because oh it's so terrible our daughter was laying in four foot of grass laying there and uh who knows if she was alive when she was being mowed over i mean i hate to be insensitive about that but you know you hear a lawnmower first you got the tractor then you got the lawnmower she might have been even dead she might have been dead before um when this lawnmower went over her caused by drug addiction or whatever so i mean granted yes it's a terrible loss but don't all come together 50 of you at a party to remember your this guy's daughter when obviously the 50 of you didn't give two shits about her i hate to say that i hate to be the the cold guy but someone's got to say it you had every opportunity to help this girl you wrote her off. She ended up dying, uh, whether it be by the, the lawnmower or by drug addiction. Uh, now now she's gone, and now we want the mayor to fix it. Oh, the mayor, you need to help the homeless people and blah, 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 blah. No, get something. Yeah, something's not right. You're not approaching it the right way. Let's start you know, pointing fingers back at you and find out what the actual cause is. Why was she out there on the road, uh, homeless, unhoused? Give me a break. <laughs> Someone who's unhoused right now, not from their homes, but from their jobs, is the Writers Guild. And now you've got uh, the Actors Guild is uh, refusing to do work unless they get paid. And if you don't know the whole thing, what's going on here, because of the streaming service and everything that's going on, when if a writer writes something like a television program, right? Television program, I'm that writer. So I write Mork and Mindy, right? I know. <laughs> hey, that's a good. that sounds like a good show. We should do that. No, it's already been done. So I'm a writer of Mork and Mindy. So that more committee show gets syndicated. Every time my show airs, I get a percentage of every time that show airs. So I, let's say I get uh, $10 every time the Mork and Mindy show, Mork lands on earth. That, every time that show airs on regular TV, regular TV. Now, when I say regular TV, it's bought by, uh, let's say, NBC, CBS, or whatever, and it's played on regular TV. Now, if it's sold to a streaming network, uh, it's one... Fail swoop price. They buy it for $1 million. I get a percentage of that $1 million. Now, out of that $1 million, the $10 I get, that show might air another 350,000 times. I'm not getting any money for that 350,000 times because they bought the rights to that whole entire show. And my show is being played, you know, X amount of time. That's what they're fighting for. They want to be paid for every time a show airs that they were part of. They want to get paid for every time it airs. And what they're having a hard time with is figuring out how many times in a streaming service, because streaming service is so willy-nilly, that I'm not getting paid for every time my show gets played on a streaming service, which is the normal contract that you that you get into. So that's what's happening. And actors are the same way. Actors are being, now granted, if you do a, a Netflix-only show or, or this type of show, you're getting paid based on Netflix or, or whoever. But if you're like um, Cagney and Lacey, boy, I'm really going out <laughs> deep cuts here. If I'm Cagney and Lacey, and every time my show appears, I get paid per show. And then when it goes to streaming service, they just buy the whole entire lot. I don't get paid per show. I get a percentage of that, but I'm, it, it's, a, it's a mess. So they're trying. both ends are trying to figure that out. Well, if I haven't completely confused you, the people standing outside, the writers and, and actors guild, are standing out on the sidewalks outside of Universal Studios are confused as well. Chris Stevens, a comedian and TV writer, didn't notice anything amiss Monday morning as he crossed the street to join the other writers picketing outside of Universal Studios' north lot in Hollywood. Then someone asked, had they seen the trees? Stephen turned around and a row of leafy ficus trees lined the sidewalks on the, on the boulevard where where the striking riders were gathering to picket had been shorn of their many branches and leaves. Those branches and leaves cast a welcoming shade on the sidewalk where everyone was protesting. So what's happened is these big, huge ficus trees, I'm going to switch the camera forward so you can see the actual trees. These big, huge trees where everyone was getting under and, you know, nice clean shade right here. You know, it's hot out here in L.A., 
Yeah, no, we won't go. We need more writers' rights and all that stuff. Uh, Universal Studios trimmed the tree so that there's nothing left but the branches. So there's nowhere for the protesters on this hot, hot street to protest because they trimmed all the trees. So now they got to stand in the shadows of these sticks and stuff. And they're going to sweat. And they're just going to wait it out. You know, the people are going to start losing houses. They're going to start losing their jobs. They're going to start losing their apartments. And then that's when Universal Studios will sweep back up and pick them all up and say, okay, remember what you were making before? Half that, and that's what you're getting. It's it's a mess out there. I know the whole streaming network was good. Hey, guess what? I cut the cord. I'm not having to uh, deal with all that stuff. But now, now everyone is starting to realize the backlash of what's going on with the streaming service. All right, guys, stick around. When we come back, uh, one more little segment, and we'll get we'll let you get back to doing what you got to do. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Proper Radio. I'll be right back. We just need to feel some love. It's time for Lessons Learned with Jesus Christ, Jay. We interrupt this program to bring you a news bulletin. I'm a grown ass man. Jason Howell. Jason Howell. There's a lesson learned right lesson there. Learned. Yeah, lesson learned. Don't ever play that song again, Trout, because that song sucked. <laughs> well, Profit Radio. Profit Radio. Deacon Live now presents you another Bentley record creation. This is High Vibe with his latest song, Buy Me Things. In a world where you can buy anything you want, after playing this song, go out and buy it. For more information, check them out over at ProfitRadio.com. Buy me things. Buy me a Jeep or buy me a car. Buy me a Cadillac or buy me a Hummer. Buy me an X5 or buy me a car. Or buy me anything that is good like a car. Buy me a Jeep or buy me a car. Buy me gifts. Buy me a cake for a special day, like a birthday. Buy me a cake that looks like a skyscraper for my birthday. So sweet and delicious that I will hunger for it stays daily. Hoping to have it like every day is my birthday. Welcome back to Deacon Live. We'd love to hear from you, and the way you can be part of the show is go over to Profit Radio. Proud sponsors of Deacon Live, that's P-R-O-P-H-E-T radio.com. At the bottom of the page says, be heard. Click record, speak right into whatever device you're listening to us on, uh, and you can be anonymous if you want. Just speak right into it, and it comes right to our inbox, and we'll play it on the very next podcast, or... And the very next pod, we'll just play it on the very next podcast. And you can be podcast famous as well. You can be anonymous. Uh, you can say whatever you like and just be respectful. I mean, if you want to call me a dork, that's fine. I got broad shoulders. Uh, but if you want to comment on any of the stories that we've talked about here in the past couple of weeks or so, even the past couple of years, feel free to do that. Let me know if I've got something wrong. God knows I've done a lot of things wrong or said a lot of wrong things. So make sure uh, you let me know. And the way you do that is go to Profit Radio, click on Be Heard, and you can do that as well. Now, something that's going wrong right now is, like I was saying, we had uh, we have chickens and stuff here on the property, and we have dogs, we have cats, uh, we have horses and stuff. All of them are welcome, except for the feral cats. Feral cats come around, and uh, they like to eat the chicken food, and it kind of bothers me and stuff. So sometimes we'll put out a live trap over there, and uh, they get into the live trap, and then I take them down to the, the city dump. It's about 10 miles down the road. Let them out there, and they can be free and eat all the crap that they want down at the city dump. So we do have cats that wander around. But cats are that way. Cats are really, they're free-spirited. I think there's... um. There was a video uh, or an article we read uh, several years back where they actually put a, a GPS on a cat just to see, like, hey, this is my cat, Timothy, and I put a GPS tracker tracker on the cat and watched where he walked, and he would walk almost two and a half miles around this neighborhood through this per- person's property who had cat food probably, and then this person's property, and then this person, and then by the time, you know, the sunset, Timothy came back home, and we looked at the GPS tracker in the article, it was what they were saying, and he... he tracked about two and a half miles of walking around that day so i mean cats are cats that's what they do now this article right here a finicky feline has sent her owner in a furious rage after repeatedly wandering over to the neighbor's yard now you were like going well maybe the neighbor maybe the neighbor's mad because the neighbor's cat's coming over to his yard no the person who owns a cat is mad because the cat is going over to their yard and you can see this in real time as we're talking about it here listen to what actually happens now they got a little four foot fence let's see what town are they in because god knows 
They look like they're from somewhere. So Mercury is the cat's name. And does it give a location? Oh, San Diego, California. California, pull your shit together. <laughs> Here we go. Here's a couple arguing over the fence about uh, the cat, the neighbor's cat, getting into their yard. This has got to be one of the wackiest neighbor disputes of all time. Oh, we'll have the police department figure it out. Absolutely. Great idea. Are they fighting over loud noise? Property lines? Nope. It's all over Aww. this cat. The owner is upset because Mercury the kitty keeps wandering into his next-door neighbor's yard in San Diego. You're keeping it in your no, yard I'm not. I'm... Our cat. He accuses him of purposely holding the cat hostage. There's a crime about you harboring my cat. What crime is that? Against the law. Then comes this suggestion. <laughs> go in your yard and say, Mercury, go home. Don't come in our yard anymore. She they will not listen. To... She's a cat. She doesn't speak English. Oh, really? You... This this doesn't mean go home? No. Hand signals don't mean anything. It's a cat, dude. Really? Just when it couldn't get any wackier comes this. I have cat done pervert. I've done nothing cat to bring the cat, cat pervert. Home. We caught up with the neighbor and his wife, the guy's wife's just sitting there like going, Oh Troy, Troy, just I'm fucking freaking out, man. I'm tripping on mushrooms. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Here he goes. The cat just comes over on its own, leaves on its own, does whatever it wants. It's a cat. I can understand being angry if my cat was in your yard. You're angry because your cat is in my yard. Aw, Mercury. <laughs> He's such a good kitty. He knows. They're probably, he probably goes, man, that house smells because he looked like... The neighbor looked like a freaking burnout. He's like, that's my cat. I need my cat over here. Jesus, get a grip, guy. You're losing it. <laughs> you got people getting run over in your uh, state with a lawnmower, and you're worried about your stupid cat. Now, something that everyone was worried about for a long time, believe it or not, there's a company out there called Taco John's. They own the copyright to the word or phrase Taco Tuesday. Yes, I know. But they're such a small company that anytime anyone puts, you know, your local uh, Mexican restaurant that puts Taco Tuesday or anyone that says Taco Tuesday, they don't have the legalities or the funding to fight every single Taco Tuesday. But they actually own the rights to the word Taco Tuesday. Now, while people across the globe have enjoyed tacos on Tuesdays and any other day, the term Taco Tuesday had actually been trademarked 40 years ago by Taco John's, the fast food chain in Wyoming. The company on Winelt Tuesday announced that they were abandoning the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office registration on the popular term. Uh, as we've said this before, we are lovers, not fighters at Taco John's, says the owner Creel. Uh, in May, Taco Bell filed charges with the U.S. Patent and Trade Office, urging that the agency to cancel the trademark so it will be freely available to all those who, who make, sell, and eat and celebrate tacos. Taco Bell believes that Taco Tuesday should belong, it should belong to the people. So Taco John's right now is abandoning the trademark fight. The company did issue a challenge to Taco Bell and other competitors. Instead of spending the money on the trademark dispute, Taco John's is pledging $100 per location or about $40,000 to a nonprofit children's restaurant employees, uh, children of restaurant employees, which provides financial aid to restaurant workers uh, when they or their spouse or uh, children face life-altering crisis. So instead of fighting the battle, they're going to take $40,000 and donate it to uh, a charity called CORE, Children of Restaurant Employees, uh, kind of like uh, you know giving back to, to those that have family members that need in the restaurant industry. So free your Taco Bells or free free Taco Tuesday. So there you go. It's been released. Now, one more thing before I let you go. This video right here shows what not to do or, well, you shouldn't do this at all anyways. But this kid right here walks up to a undercover police car sitting in a neighborhood and tries to carjack him, not knowing that there's a police officer inside. Imagine this. You've got this little neighborhood, kind of a shitty neighborhood. There's a car sitting out there. Engine running, probably, because the cop's inside. Dark windows, can't see inside. And this kid comes up the door, yanks the door open, and thinks he's going to carjack this guy out of his car. Now, here's the video, and we'll switch to camera four. And don't forget, for every podcast we do, we have a matching video. All you have to do is go to YouTube, 
Search Deacon Live. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe over there. It's just another avenue for you guys to enjoy the show here. You can watch us as, as far as the, everything that's going on. Hi. And you can see me panic when things don't record and stuff. Uh, I'm telling you, podcasting's hard for some people. Today is especially hard for me. But you can see that in the video of all the stuff that I got to do behind the scenes. So here we go. This gentleman right here, a masked man, gets shot while trying to carjack an undercover police officer with a gun. Now, I'm warning you, the video is kind of graphic, and you're going to hear a lot of uh, bad words. So here we go. So he's got his body cam on, and he's sitting in the passenger seat or the driver's seat, and here comes this kid. He's got like a mask kind of pulled down over his face halfway and jerks the door open. So here we go. Oops. Turn this on. Opens the door. Police! Bang, bang, bang. Give me your hand! Shots fired. Shots fired. Fuck. What is your deal, bro? That's the cop. Send somebody back here. I just tried to get robbed. I wasn't going to rob you. I wasn't going to rob you, he says. What's your name? Mark. 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 Send cars to me. Somebody's trying to rob rob me. Now, the car looks like he's in this, like, abandoned area, kind of like a trailer park-looking thing. He's underneath a whole bunch of trees. And this white kid uh, comes up, and he's got, like, a ski mask on, but it's just the eye holes cut out, you know, like the the visor-looking, you know, the the slit across just the eyes themselves. He fired three shots. Dude's laying on the ground. He's still coherent. He's got his hands up, and he's like, I wasn't going to rob you. I wasn't going to rob you. Here's the best part. So another car pulls up. Call 911. Lady gets out. He shot, shot my baby daddy. Somebody showing up. Stay back. There's a gun. Stay back. Stay back. There's a gun. Okay. Did you just shoot my baby daddy? Did you just shoot my baby daddy? Stop. Get back now. Get back now. Okay. Get back. Where's he shot? Where's he shot? Right here, Prill. Right here. So we don't know if this girl, I mean, she was right there right after the guy got shot. Who's to say that she's not part of this whole jacking thing? She pulls up in a car and she comes out and, you know, oh, my God, it, you know, it went sideways on him. They're getting out. Here comes another car. Yes, I called an ambulance. That's my baby daddy. He didn't do nothing wrong. He just tried to take this car. He's down. Start EMS with location. Jesus. What's that? where you're at and if you're injured. I'm okay. I'm going to be in the rear of 2200 block of Griffith. So the guy's laying on the ground still. Now they didn't blur his face out when he was uh, when he was talking to him, the guy on the ground. So now they blurred his face out. I think he's gone. Okay, Matt, you want me to start on him? Yeah, go ahead. What's his name? His name is Mark. Mark what? Mark Jaggers. Who what? Mark Jaggers. Mark Jaggers. Hey, Don, can I please stay next to him? We're getting EMS started. Can I please stay next to him? No, stay back because we got a gun right here. He's going to get EMS Will you touch it? I don't want it. Will you We got to leave it where it is. That's my baby daddy. one ran off. Negative. Only one account for it. Get EMS over here. Please. You can hear the police or the EMS showing up. No, just wait. We're going to get EMS because he's going to be working on him. What do you need? Uh, hey, man. Talk to me. He's on. He's, talk to me. Talk to me. EMS is trying to help him on the ground. Yeah, give me a chest, too. What, uh, 2200 block? Opening packages up. North, south alley, right behind 2200 block of Bridgewater. She just pulled up. Start trying to get him. There you go, Jay, if you need gloves. Hey, buddy, talk to me. He's still alive. Hey, watch out, the gun's right there. Come on. Which one of you shot him? Oh, they're doing CPR on him. Yeah. Uh, now everyone's coming out, all the trailers and stuff. So, was he trying to jack this car up in his own own neighborhood and stuff? Let's see, what happens? 
Yeah, I think I think he died. I think that was it. And uh, it, it's I say it's funny, but at the thing, he was like, "I wasn't going to rob you. I wasn't going to rob you." No, you came up to an unmarked car. Now, granted, he didn't know it was an unmarked car. If he did, he was, if he didn't, he was a moron because that's what unmarked cars looked like. He tried to jack them, and the guy fired three shots. I mean, close range, and uh, looks like uh, Mark Mark didn't make it. Well, I mean, God Almighty, you ha- you hate to hear that, but I mean, it's and there's you know, police are bad and and. We should. He should have done something else, and, and whatever. He should have tased him. No, no, no. The guy had a gun. He was getting ready to to jack him out of his car. Unfortunately, uh, Mark paid the price on that. So there you go. Be, think twice before you jack a car. I guess I, I don't know what the message is there, but I just thought that was kind of interesting, kind of sad, but just gives you an inside look of what happens uh, behind the scenes. Uh, behind the police department, I guess. All right, guys, on that note, I'm going to let you get back to enjoying the rest of your day. Uh, make sure you follow us on YouTube. The way you do that is search Deacon Live Podcast. And uh, make sure you like and subscribe over there. Uh, you can see all the videos and everything that we've done here on the show. Uh, you can see them in real time as we're talking about them here on the program. And also, if you want something for free, go to ProfitRadio.com. Get yourself uh, sign up for free swag. We'll send you out a prize pack. we got a couple of headphones and stuff left here. Uh, we'll send those out to you. Only those here in the United States. And also, if you want to be heard, you can be heard as well. You can be anonymous if you want. If you want to talk about that video, whether it was right or wrong, where the police uh, pulled out his weapon and fired three times at that guy trying to carjack him with a pistol. Uh, I'd love to hear your views on that as well. All right, guys, on that note, I'm going to let you get back to your doing what you got to do. My name is the Deacon saying goodnight. Wait, wait, wait. Come back. This is the end. The absolute end. Écoute-moi.